I've never been did, did, so mortified. I tried to cough to cover, <laughs> and it was horrible. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshit. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch, a man drops the most putrid farts on a plane. We talk about one of the most amazing movies to come out in the last week, Black Panther. And we talk about Lion finally getting his just desserts on a local poacher. Mm, yum, yum. This week and more on Crash, Crash on My, my couch. couch. Well, hey, guys. Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And we're talking about stuff today. Yeah, we're talking about some wild stuff. Love. How you doing, Will? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm like on my period, so I'm real gross. Oh. And upset. I didn't know that. As you, <laughs> As you knew from the, the Carrie-like scene that happened yesterday in our bathroom. Oh, We're yeah. We're not going to talk about it. Um, but anyways, it's been an- <laughs> Painted in- a nice picture, though. Yep, I did. I did. Um, but either way, we've had an interesting last couple days. The first day of my period is always a nightmare, and I know a lot of people relate to that. So I was hunkering down yesterday. I was just watching RuPaul's Drag Race. It was great. We watched all the seasons- Seven. Shit, we finished the entire seventh season yesterday. It was great. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Because I didn't think that, like, with those, like, reality shows, sometimes in the first the first episode or first two episodes, you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I care right. enough about the people in this to, you're like, invested. invest in it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, after we got past... Like episode two, I was like, "You were loving I've some got of the some characters." Favorites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we like so we were looking through the catalog because um, I don't know where someone help us. If you are a RuPaul's Drag Race fan, which I know a lot of people out there are, uh, Emmy Award winning show, it's one of the most amazing shows on television. Um, the The earlier seasons are sometimes hard to find. In fact, all of it's hard to find. Like we had to buy episodes on iTunes yesterday. That's what yeah, we did. Yeah, it's not easily accessible. It's not. But also, season five doesn't even exist in the U.S. anymore, it feels like. Like, can someone tell me where season five went? Because we were looking for it on iTunes. <laughs> you can't buy it on iTunes. We looked on Netflix. We looked on Hulu. And either our Apple TV is, like, screwing us real hard or, like, it's just nowhere. Because yeah. I wanted to see – because correct me if I'm wrong, but season five is Chad Michael, Relax the Talks, I think. Or is that season four? It was just funny because we were like, oh, there's like there's, there's like ten seasons now of RuPaul. And it was like, oh, I really want to watch season five. It was the one that season the I wanted season to watch. we really wanted to watch. We were like, great. This is gonna. This apparently is one of the best ones, if not the best. Let's watch it. Sit down. It's the only one it's that's the not only on ones iTunes. That, and because uh, – did I – is it no Bianca Del Rio's season six, which is still really good? I think that's the next one we're gonna watch. Season six, yeah, we're going back in time, which is weird. Whoa. Yeah, because you already know who wins, but like it's I could okay. do season eight. Yeah, but season six is so good. Either way, we've been watching it like religiously for the like for a while. Will Will slowly got into it, and now he's like fully embraced the obsession that is RuPaul's Drag Race. Because um, all of our friends love it too, so it's really hard to get out of it. Yes. Um, but anyway, so we finished the entire. Seventh season yesterday. Much recommended. Who is your favorite character? Just out of curiosity, this is becoming RuPaul's Drag Race chat. Um, favorite character. Like if uh, you had to, if I love how I'm saying character, like they're not people. Um, who Violet, are, Violet Ch- 
Tchotchke. Tchotchke? You thought it was your favorite? Yeah. I Well, I said from... Like I hate to be one of those people, but like yeah. I said from episode one, yeah, she she, she could was win this. Win it. Yeah, I, she I, she's she's amazing. She's insane. I was telling Will when I I went to go get uh, like vintage shopping in Silver Lake, like a dumbass hipster, and uh, I went with my friend Connor, and we were going through vintage shops, and Connor, being the sly motherfucker that he is, was like, grab my phone for a second looked something up and then showed me a picture of Violet Chachki and pointed behind him and I was like oh my god is Violet Chachki here and like I just walked by the dressing room because she was in the dressing room but I walked by and I could hear her in the dressing room getting ready and also so tall the tallest person I've ever seen in my life she looks really tall yeah but we didn't get a picture with her or anything because we were too nervous yeah we were too nervous that would have been really cool yeah she's dope but um I appreciate Kennedy Davenport so much in that season now because like now she's in all stars because we've been watching all stars too <laughs> i feel bad for people that haven't seen rupaul's drag race you really need to watch rupaul's drag race i'm sorry but this listen, this is our podcast we can talk about what we want to talk about and i want to talk about rupaul's drag race um no but kennedy davenport is i think my new fave originally she was like uh and like the burning chicken outfit that's one of my favorite bad outfits of rupaul's drag race which you got to see is the uh, death becomes her challenge? Mm. Yeah, she looked whack in that challenge, but she looks so amazing in this in All Star season three. And I wish she had made it into the end of season seven. Anyway, anyway, so that's what we've been up to. We should move on. Yeah, what is our first article? So the first segment we're going to be tackling is weekly idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the weekly idiot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of, like... Fart noise. Literal fart noise, because... Was that a fart noise? Is article. that really your best fart noise? No, fart, uh, fart noise... No, I don't even want to... I'm not going to start like doing... You went How the fuck is that a fart noise? It's just like a general... Do one of these... Oh, wait, wow. wait, 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 so, um, this is on metro.co.uk. Passenger drops farts so putrid, pilot is forced to make an emergency landing. He's dropping fire, yo! I also just think, like, this is such an amazing title because putrid is a word. You just don't see a lot. <laughs> you don't hear about, do you, the word putrid? It has to be bad. It has to be pretty bad for them to use the word putrid for it. And it just creates an image in your head. You're like, Ooh. it was that bad. Yeah, it's almost as bad as the word festering. Festering. Festering, putrid, all in the same realm of bad. So, a pilot was forced to make an emergency landing after a row caused by a passenger who refused to stop farting. <laughs> he refused. <laughs> well, like, can you imagine him being like, not no. even just going like, no, it wasn't me. Him going, I'm still doing it. Yeah. I'm not, you know what, Karen? Cool your jets. Yeah. Because no. I have IBS and I'm going to continue doing this. Yeah. Could you please stop fighting? No. No, I can't. It's a medical emergency. <laughs> the passenger apparently kept breaking wind on board a Transavia Airlines flight from Dubai to Amsterdam last weekend. How far is that flight, out of curiosity? From Dubai to Amsterdam? I can imagine that's a pretty far flight. Check it out. 
Dubai to Amsterdam flight. I'm curious. It is uh, apparently seven hours. That's a long time to have to sit with someone's farts. I'll say that. That's a, you know, it's not a 30 minute flight. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you're really, you're really stuck in that. And that, you know what I just realized too? With (laughs) With enough fart force, like enough fart power, you could end up. Just making everyone smell your recycled farts. Well, in a different <laughs> in, in a different parallel universe, the plane starts going down, and he needs to use his farts to fuel the plane. To fuel the methane gas the, of his farts yeah, can fuel the plane to keep it going. Wow! So now he's just farting into the fuel tank. Whoa! I don't know how the mechanics keep of him farting. How is he going to get into the fuel tank while midair? I don't know. It's very complicated, but I like where you're going with yeah. it. Okay, so. The two Dutchmen sitting next to him didn't take very well to his flatulence. So you're saying they didn't like his Dutch oven? No. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> but the unashamed man was apparently not put off and refused to hold back. Refused to hold back? Refused. To a certain extent, like, did he just shit his pants? Well, let me, let me read on. <laughs> did he shit his pants? I, I mean, listen... I, I hope so. If you're really forcing your farts that hard, you're going to shard a little bit. I mean, just it sounds it. like he wasn't forcing them. They were just kind of eking out. Ew. <laughs> um, members of the crew on the Dutch low-cost airline were apparently less than sympathetic and refused to do anything about it. Despite a warning from the pilot, a fight between the men then broke out, causing the flight to be diverted to Vienna Airport. Police boarded the plane with dogs and removed two sisters and two men after the pilot made a report about the passengers on the rampage. Were the farting people on the rampage or was it the men trying to keep the farts out? The women are now taking the Dutch budget airline to court after being removed from the flight. Because and they of the claim farts? they have done nothing wrong. Because of the farts? Because of the farts. Which side is the bad one? Are they saying that the people who were farting got taken off the plane? Well, it says, Nora, 25, a law student from Rotterdam, and her unnamed sister say being removed was humiliating and are now seeking legal action. Yeah, I'm trying to work out. Wait, why did the sisters get removed? Can you go back and try to explain that? Yeah. What, 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 what What's going on here? Is, are they like the brother? They- there was a man who couldn't stop farting. <laughs> then two Dutch men who were sitting next to him were pissed about it and were going at him because he couldn't stop farting. And the girls were dating the boys? So then police bore the plane with dogs and removed two sisters and the two men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then they're sisters of the two men. That's the logical explanation there. The sisters of Of the the two two men. men. Yeah, because why else would they? Sister is in each, each man has a sister. Yes, and or they are sisters and they are dating the two men. That that's a crazy backstory. That the two <laughs> sisters okay, we're focusing on the that are dating there. two men, <laughs> and they got taken off as well. How did that happen? It'd be like if me and Avery were traveling and you and Daniel were next to this guy. It's pretty common. You're just traveling with family. Okay, just the but it was the way the way they like said the way this. they phrased it is bad. Because that's a bad way two, to phrase it. Two, it goes from two guys then to two sisters. It's shifting the perspective. Yeah. Um, the two women who are of Dutch and Moroccan descent. We're, oh, I see. We're getting to it. Oh, we should have read ahead. Christ. We didn't do our weekly reading, did we? <laughs> Nora <laughs> told De Telegraph, I, it's spelled in a, a, it's Dutch. a Dutch way. Yeah, it's Dutch. We had nothing to do with the whole disturbance. We distance ourselves from that. Do they sometimes think that all Moroccans cause problems? That's why we did not let it sit. 
We had no idea who these boys were. We just had bad luck to be in the same row and we didn't do anything. All I will say is that the crew were really provocative and stirred things up. So it was. So they got removed for being for disorderly conduct, along with these two other Dutchmen. Yeah, because this man would not stop. Farting. Sounds like it was a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> Fart noise. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this guy who just couldn't stop farting just it caused this whole ruckus. Ruckus, and the plan had to go down. Two sisters who were not dating the two men mm-hmm. uh, had to be taken off as well. What's the conclusion to this? Gas um, X? There is no conclusion. The article just ends there. <laughs> Thanks, it's, Metro. It's kind of as simple as that. <laughs> Thanks, Metro. <laughs> Metro, you really uh, <laughs> kept us on our booming. toes. Yeah. But, you know, the two women are taking the airline to court now because of... They're like, it wasn't our fault that he was squeaking one out every two seconds. I mean, the metaphor... I feel like there's a metaphor to this. Oh, there's a metaphor to the farting flying like, man. Almost like a, it's like a, almost like a parable. Well, it's funny because normally I'm like, you do you, sir. But then not if you're just farting on people. <laughs> Don't <laughs> fart on people. Because I oh my least favorite thing in the world is being next to a person who just silently farts the entire time. And you're constantly kind of making eye contact with the person like across the way or like behind you or something. But there's always like at first you it hits you and you're like, oh, God. And then you always without fail, you see someone else like either behind you or in front of you go, <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. What, no, you can't see me. I'm just looking around Well, myself. it's also like the, there were two men sitting next to this guy. So w- at one point, they would have had to have gone like... Dude, can you please can stop you, Is that you? Because it, smell, <laughs> it does not smell good. <laughs> can you, and he would have been like, no, are you sure that's not you? Then they had their own little disagreement and they looked over to their left and they realized it was him. Oh, wait. Okay. In my head, he's in between these two people. He's in between them. I think he's in between them. But do you think that they're just next to each other and then he's not in the middle? I feel like you've gone for very, like, r- like rom-coms <laughs> like, type, like, comedy scenario. Slapstick comedy. Yeah, well, like, someone's in the middle. Yeah, well, um, I'm just thinking about, like, fart, like, monkey in the middle. Like, he's just farting. Well, the article the doesn't middle. specify. It says, the two Dutchmen sitting next to him didn't take very well to his flatulence. Sitting next to him. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, they could be on either side of him, I guess. Okay, well, either way, either don't, way, don't fart on a busy plane. A metro include some more detail, please, metro. Because we, we want to know details. Where what they're did, sitting. What did the fart smell like? What's the geography of the of the of the room? Is there an actual count on how many farts he let off? Yeah, all these things are very important. What did they say to each other? What did, did they say eat for their meal? Hey, stop farting! And did he say, "Nah, you good? Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm nah, good. I'm good. That's you. You're farting. That's <laughs> that would be the first thing I would do is be like." You're so gross. It's you. It's not me. <laughs> and then I would just continue to let one rip the entire time. Whoa. Yeah, real controversial like that. Um, I'm a serial airplane farter, though. Really? Yeah. But that's the worst place to fart because it's just stale air. I can't help it. Stale I get, air. But you know what? I get so gassy in the sky. I am the gassiest sky. I'm not surprised. You know, there's, there's cabin pressures. The, there's the air so is much changing. People fart, you know, and like I, I feel, I sort of feel bad for this guy because he might have IBS or Crohn's or something. He just can't help it. He's got to let one. Wow, rip. so you're you're siding with him in this scenario. I mean, I mean he could just be an asshole that yeah. just wouldn't stop letting off putrid farts. Which is true, but you know, like listen, the human body is a very embarrassing landscape. There is so many ways to embarrass yourself just with your bodily functions. And I would say that farting is one of the ones that's up there. Like, I remember one time, way early on in my career, I was in a business meeting and I let off a real squeaker. 
and it was the worst moment in my ent- like I've never been did, did, so mortified. I tried to cough to cover, <laughs> and it was horrible. There was no coming what, back. What did they hear? I think it was a full screen meeting, and Byron was with me. Did they hear? I don't know, but I went so red. You you just you I just, just moved on. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't like like it was literally like like literally it was like. <laughs> was it quick and sharp? Yes. Or slow and loud? No, no, no. It was quick and sharp. Like, it could have been a chair squeak. And so that's what I pulled it off as. But it was so definitely a fart. Right. It was so definitely Well, it sounds like you played it off. I tried to as best I no could. No one knows about it now, apart from full screen who are listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and quietly like, judging you from afar. They were like, we were going to buy the live version of the podcast, and then we just decided not to. <laughs> her farts like, were too. We really wanted to do a deal with her. But then but we remember that just, one time. She, see, Kevin? She did fart. <laughs> she did. They've been de- debating it for years, yeah. and now they know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't side with him, but I, to- I get the plane is a farty landscape. It's a farty place. And if someone does it next to me, I'm angry. But if I do it, I give myself a million excuses. On that note. <laughs> Should we move on past the farty plane? Yes. The farty arty party? Whoa. Whoa. I like what you did there. I think we should change the podcast name to that, don't you think? Yeah. Um, well, we've got an interesting thing to talk about next because, honestly, I'm pretty hyped about it. This has been in the news like crazy. Black Panther. We're talking about Black Panther. Uh, and that leads us to our next segment. <laughs> Real talk. Action. At cut. That was shit. Hold for plane. That was shit, guys. No, it's just the like I was saying, like the acting was shit. Oh. I was just kind of playing like a director that was really mean. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did you just sound like my intro was shit? Well, yeah. That's, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, cool. I, I okay. Was, I was just trying to be like a really judgmental director. Yeah. Well, we'll just we'll just move on. We're just gonna move on. Um. um so we're so we're to, we're doing real talk about Black Panther today. I'm making a lot of blunders in this podcast already, <laughs> aren't I? Um. Uh, we're we're talking about Black Panther. Um. Black Panther has been sweeping the nation in the best kind of way. It's done incredibly well. Done very very well at the box office. How much did it make its opening weekend? Uh. Do you want to double check? Let me check. It's it's made a hell of a lot of money. Loads of people are talking about it. Sold out everywhere. Me and Alan went and saw on Friday night, and um, yeah, it was full. It was a full cinema. And Dude. I love I love going to to see a movie where it's just like an atmosphere. Yeah, like everyone was just so psyched to see this because it was a real atmosphere. Like, it, and I, yeah, everyone was so excited. Every time someone, a character came on camera, that's one of my favorite things in the world is when a character comes on camera and the crowd cheers. Mm. Because we're all just, like, hyped to see everyone coming out. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? We've seen yeah. all the characters. We know who's going to be in it. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun to see them appear in their in their characters. And yeah. everyone did such an amazing job. It actually topped Star Wars, The Last Jedi, in uh, in a historic opening. Really? Yeah. It um it rewrote the record books. This is Variety.com. Um, it topped Star Wars The Last Jedi for the second highest four-day domestic opening of all time with $242 million. Wow. Two hundred and forty-two million. What was number one? Avatar. I think Avatar was okay. Right. Yeah, Avatar made so much. Yeah, money. I always, I always want to say Titanic, but no, no. Titanic's Av- number two highest-grossing film. Avatar's right. number one, which well, is ridiculous now, when you think about it. Yeah. The crazy thing is, wait, whoa, whoa, the superhero pick set a record for top Monday domestic gross ever with forty. Point two million dollars, edging out the previously high set by Star Wars: The Force Awakens at forty point one million. 
Wow. Wow. So it's it's doing very very well. It's doing super well, and I mean it's not it's not surprising. It's gotten insane news coverage. Like people have been talking about it like crazy. Yeah, for the last there's a huge months. buzz about it. Yeah, Ryan Coogler, who's the director, did Fruitvale Station and Creed. Correct. Yes. Was Michael B. Jordan in Creed as well? No. Yeah. Yeah. Was he? Did he play Apollo yeah, Creed? Yeah, I think he was Apollo Creed. No, no. Or uh, not Apollo Creed. Um, Apollo Creed's son. Son. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's amazing in Black Panther, by the way. Can I just say, Michael B. Jordan as um, Killmonger mm. is amazing. He was honestly my favorite character. I love him. I think he's such an incredible actor. He was amazing. And I loved, like, I don't want to give anything away because you need to go see the film. And if you haven't, what are you doing? You're supposed to be part of the, like, $242 million earned. Come on. <laughs> go to the opening weekend of movies. Um, but, yeah, you should go see it. His character is very, like, conflicting and wonderful. And that's what I love about, like, a good bad guy character. Yeah. He almost reminded me a little bit of, like, of almost, like, a two-faced, like, Harvey Dent character in a weird way. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, I liked the the superhero dynamic of someone being kind of conflicted by their past. Yeah. It's like he's, like, kind of the villain in the film, but then, like, he's a justified villain. Like, you, yes. you get why yes. he is the way he is. Which I think is one of the most powerful villains because you relate to them in some way. Yeah. And you feel bad for them. Yeah. And that's scary when you relate to the person that's, like, murdering people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just means they're, like, proper <laughs> characters. Yeah, well fleshed out. Um, but anyways, you should go see it. It's amazing. Uh, there was a lot of different stuff that happened around Black Panther, which is also why we want to talk about it. Let's start with the negative first and end on a positive note. Um, this is on Twitter, so I don't have like a – and there were a bunch of different news outlets that kind of covered this. But primarily on Twitter, you can look. There are Twitter moments about it. Um, but there was a huge wave of people coming in with fake news articles about Black Panther. Right. Um, there were tweets saying – me and my girlfriend were trying to go to Black Panther. I'm just a like a normal looking white dude, and a bunch of black kids came up and started beating me up, saying that like crackers weren't allowed at this movie right, theater. Making it like a race thing. Making it a race thing, uh, and all of it was fucking fake, of course, um, because people just love to stir up problems in America, <laughs> and especially racial tension. It's just like yeah, and like I feel like <laughs> like people like that. They're taking something which is so like positive, so positive and pure and wonderful, and like. Yeah, and, and just, and just trying to it. spin it into something which is, yeah. Like, which is bad. Just like racist being racist. Yeah. Really. And it, but also on top of it, it was really poorly done. And that was the other thing that really irked me was like they were using like abuse photos. Like there was a politician's wife who came out with photos of um, the black eye that he gave her. Yeah. And they used one of those photos as an example of like, oh, my girlfriend got beat up at the theater because like she was a white girl trying to see Black Panther. Oh, really? Yeah. They used an abuse victim's photo to try to prove a like a point. So, so you're already using, terrible. you know, using something that's so horrible to someone else, like a horrible life moment of someone else. To make an even more horrible point. It's just bad on top of bad. And the thing that's weird to me is, like, I don't know because uh, – so all this, like, we're not talking about, like, new stuff right now, but it sort of, like, dribbles into it a little bit. But all this stuff that's been coming out about the Russian meddling with the election. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All of that has tied in with this idea that there's an instability in America's society right now. There always has been, but it's been deepened by these kind of undercover Russian operatives who are just bots, basically, yeah. going yeah. on Twitter and sowing seeds of contempt amongst American citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And they said that they targeted minority groups to make them feel like they were uh, like not a part of society as a whole. They targeted white power groups to make them feel like they had a voice in America, which obviously showed. 
And all of that, I feel like, is still relating to things like this. Like, it wouldn't shock me if it was bots making this stuff about Black Panther. Yeah, it's like it's like they inject, like, this idea. It's like Inception, isn't it? It like, is. It's like this idea of Inception, like, where you put an idea into something, and then you let it kind of fester, and it, like turns into this bigger thing amongst people. That's such a good way to think about it, Will. I never really thought about that, but that's like, Inception's a very good way to describe it. And that's what happens, is like, all these fake news articles, because even like, I was watching Philip DeFranco, because Will knows I love Philip DeFranco so much, and I get all my news from Philip DeFranco, because I like I like supporting a non-biased, for the most part, a non-biased media person. But he has his own like, mm. things and, and thoughts and, you know, biases behind yeah. things. But I feel like he tries really hard to have an even playing field. But either way, he was talking about uh, how, you know, it's funny because these articles are going to come out and we're all going to go, of course, those are fake. That's ridiculous. But they're going to be put on Facebook and someone like my uncle's aunt's cousin is going to retweet it because they're going to be like, see, see, black people don't want white people to see Black Panther. Yeah. And they're going to make it this whole thing and they're going to believe it because it's fake news and they're going to believe it. Yeah. And that's the most annoying thing is like idiots are going to believe that these are real stories. Yeah. I just think like people are just trying to like take nice things like that and, and ruin them and, ruin them. and spin their own narrative so that is the sad part of Black Panther is that people are trying to ruin it but don't let that ruin it for you because just, everyone's just like let, let people have a thing as let well. people like, have just a thing don't, that's what really pisses me off it's like people have waited so long to have like a strong black uh, superhero leading man yeah. leading film with, with a cast of amazing actors and it's like, true black excellence we, it's, like we, everyone's amazing have, at it you know waited so long to get that you know, kind of representation, and then for people just to take that and just be like, oh, no, it's a race thing. It's actually a negative, not a positive. It's so stupid. And it's so, so stupid. And it's just like, yeah, it it's kind of so sums stupid. up, like, humanity. It anyway, does. what's the positive spin on that? So the positive spin on it, okay, this is on Complex. So basically there's this thing that was created called the Black Panther Challenge, uh, and the, the title of this article is Black Panther Challenge is Giving Teachers a Chance to Educate Kids About the Movie. Um, so the cool thing about about this this conversation that's kind of happening is that they're allowing uh, minority groups and and people who haven't typically had representation in the media to really dig into this movie. So like they pr- provided coloring books that had all the characters in it, um, so that you could color along with someone who is of your own skin color. Like there are all these different things that are so amazing. They have these um, critical workshop. Uh, sheets that are all about what the plots of the movies are about and, and like what would happen if Wakanda opened its borders like all these kind of critical thinking aspects that are really important to inundate kids with not only education but education in the media that's why, really cool and yeah and so why it's, it's like, important to get representation like in the media like taking the film and then trying to take like a film that like people are relating to or understanding mm-hmm. and then trying to make it about today's youth Yeah, Yeah, and it's really important. It's very cool. Um, And then, you know, questions like, are there any parallels in history if Wakanda opens its borders? What, you know, what have we seen like that in the past? And it's all just like interesting questions like that, which I think is really good. But along with that, um, the site, uh, which is the Black Panther Challenge. Mm. So if you go to blackpantherchallenge.com, you can see this. The site also is raising money for kids to go see Black Panther. Um, And according to the GoFundMe page, they've raised over $400,000. Among, so fun. Yeah. yeah I, I was just saying, like, I saw, seen a number of um, celebrities, actresses, actors online talking about it and talking about these showings of, of Black Panther where everyone can come see it or people that don't have the money to see it can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, were you saying that Brie Larson 
yeah, I saw I follow her on Twitter, so she was uh, talking about it. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. This is why this you know this film this film is going to do as well as it does because it is about something else other than just like your normal Marvel movie. Like, yeah, it, it's hitting parts of the world which you know need representation or need to relate to it in some way. And I think like Black Panther as a whole, we really liked it when we went to go see it. The one thing that we were kind of like huh, about was the fact that it did have a predictable plot line for mm-hmm. us. And that was the really the only thing that we had an issue with. But then when I was thinking about it more, I was like, well, of course it has like a predictable plot line because every other superhero film that you've seen has yeah, a white lead. has a predictable lead. plot line. Has a, has a predictable plot line, but also has a white lead. So it's different just because it's an entirely black cast. So it doesn't matter if the plot line's the same because it's never been like this before. Yeah. Which is yeah, amazing. Yeah. So it's like, it's fine to see the same thing over again if it's entirely differently represented. If you have a million different tribes being represented in it. Yeah. And like the Absolutely. depth, the depth they went into to describe Wakanda was so impressive. Mm. And that's the thing that really like drew me into the film was that there was such like a cultural representation in the film that I would have never gotten. Yeah, and you, you, you like... You, you would never know anything about it, or you you've just never seen that no. in a superhero film. No, you've never seen that. You never see it in most films, let alone a superhero film. Yeah, you don't get that that insight. You know, in, in any other film, really, I can't think of a film kind of like that. Exactly, but it was still appealing to a mass audience. Yeah, and um, more importantly, I'm glad like they did that. But also, it's a superhero film. Yeah, you know and I mean? everyone can relate to it to a certain extent because it's just a great, it's just a great movie. Yeah. Like you just enjoy watching it because it's a great movie, not because you're going, oh, it's a, it's a, an entirely black cast. That's a wow, what a great movie. You're going, yes, it is an amazing movie, and it's an entirely black cast. Yeah, and I think that's like the standard that needs to be set for all movies. Yeah, is that it's not just something that's a representation grab, but also it's an amazing movie. Absolutely, and we should yeah. be happy it about has, it. Has everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely go see it. Go see it. Uh, If you want to, you can go donate to the GoFundMe page. Uh, Go help some kids go see the movie because I think it's so powerful for the youth of America to be able to see representation um, for themselves and for others, for, like, kids, even just, like, you know, white kids being educated. I think it's important for everyone to go see it. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, go watch it. It is amazing. Uh, And that has been our real talk on Black Panther. Nice. Boom. And also don't pay attention to any of those fake-ass news articles about abuse around Black Panther. It is dumb. And don't fall into that pitfall. Um, Last segment. And our next segment is full of so much beautiful irony that I can't wait to share it with you. Is it it a positive ending? It's such a positive ending. This podcast. It's a great ending to this podcast. Okay. Um, Tell me. And this is... Animals are badasses. Moo. Oh, cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Badass animal. I do love cows. Um, so this is on National Geographic. And this is a title, and it's so satisfying. Suspected poacher mauled by lions. <laughs> a suspected poacher is mauled by lions. Yes, so... And just to preface, before we start, uh, you know, pinning something on this guy, the man's exact motives for trespassing at the reserve are not yet known, but he was killed in a region known for rhino poaching. So as we know, poachers are the biggest human shitbags in the world, other than mass polluters and um, corporate greed mongerers. But, <laughs> but, like, poachers are pretty much my least favorite people in the entire world because for the most part they are just destroying life that we will never get back 
Um, and that's the most upsetting thing in the entire world. There's been a lot of uh, – we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but there have been a lot of um, advancements to laws, which have been nice. Uh, like recently I know that it was either China or Japan that passed a law that said they were no longer supporting the illegal trade of uh, rhino horns. Yes, that's why people poach rhinos, right? To get their horns. The tusks. Yes, the tusks, the horns, the ivory. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with elephants. elephants. Yeah. 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 Which is so horrifying because elephants really are one of the most beautiful animals I've ever seen. And with lions, what is it? It's the head, right? Is it the head? Or I got completely yeah, it's wrong? Yeah, ju- it's just lions. Well, they're not, for the most part, like ivory trade is something that revolves around like bones and tusks and like elephant tusks and rhino horns. I just, I remember all that controversy the last couple of years about the, the it was lions, Cecil right? the lion. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was, that was that's just trophy hunting. That's just poachers. That's not even just. What do they do with them? Oh, the they just like stuff their heads. Like okay. it's it's it, so it's like a, that's like wealthy that's like Donald Trump Jr. coming by and like chopping a lion's okay. head off. It's yeah. mostly like yeah, rich yeah. white dudes that are just like the fucking worst. Those are also the fucking worst people ever. Like those people are actually the worst. Um, but poachers are also the worst. Obviously, all these people are bad. <laughs> but um, but yeah, lions lions usually don't. I mean, I'm sure they also get poached by poachers, but for the most part, they get killed by like um, trophy hunters. Which Got is, out. you know, like annoying corporate sociopaths that like to kill animals. Yes, yeah, people just being like, I want to just kill a lion. Can you make it happen? I would love, yes, if you could just get like a wounded, sad lion and like prance it around a field and I could just like take shots at it, that would be great. It's That's like, you're just, a di- you're just disgusting. I want to throw you in a field and take shots at you. Yes. That's, that I think is the ultimate payment. If there is a heaven, if there is a hell, if there is a God. I should fucking hope that we all get to just take shots at poachers when we're all dead. Right. Um, But anyways, so that's my spiel on the afterlife. Um, This is good stuff, though. The body of what authorities suspect was a poacher was found mauled by a pride of lions in South Africa last week. According to local reports, much of the male body was eaten, (laughs) making it difficult to identify. However, nearby, a hunting rifle and ammunition were found. Oh wow! So that re- there is just some crazy irony mm-hmm. there, man. I wonder. I wonder what like the set of circumstances that led to led to that happening. Well, you know I mean, it says that the bo- the man's body was discovered inside, uh, and I'm gonna mispronounce this, but Inguelala private nature reserve okay. a private game reserve near the famed Kruger National Park in northeastern South Africa because the fan- man was allegedly intruding on the reserve and found with weapons authorities believe he was there for poaching do they um, take the animals like if you were if they stumbled in like Kruger National Park or one of these game reserves mm-hmm. uh they kill the animals then do they load the animals up on a, on a truck or on a van you mean the poachers yeah I mean, have you seen pictures? Oh, this is like graphic and gross. No, I've seen but... pictures of them like posing with their like. No, 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 not that. No, poachers. Poachers don't like pose with their kills. It's they just chop their horns and their tusks off after they're dead, I and see. then just go away, and then just leave them there, and then just leave them right. there to die. It's horrible. It makes me want to cry just thinking about it. But like, it's horrible what they do. Gross. Um, but yeah, he's dead. So fuck this guy. If he was actually a poacher and he was he was going on a reserve to kill animals and probably i mean who knows if it was lions or any other animal that they were trying to protect on this reserve um the weird thing though is it says it was a game reserve a private game reserve Mm. but when you say game like game animals doesn't that typically mean that you're going to go hunting for them no no no. so do you think this is like a rich people thing no a, a game reserve um 
Yeah, it says a game reserve, also known as Wildlife Preserve, is a large area of land where wildlife animals live safely or are hunted in a controlled way for sport. Mm. I guess it can be maybe either, either or. I'm not too sure. If, guys, if anyone's listening to this and can provide some insight into that. Please do. Yeah, tweet Well, because I know there's a whole... Do you remember that um, documentary we were going to watch a while ago that I was like, I don't want to watch it because I'll get too emotional? Yeah. That was about the difference between... Because it is legal. Not I don't know if it's legal. But it is legal to hunt certain animals for sport if they're raised on a game reserve. Right. I mean, there's there are some game reserves, I think, where, like, you would go to do a safari. Like, you do a safari in a game reserve. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Game reserve sounds like it's for hunting, though. Like, wildlife reserve sounds like it's for a safari. I think... I think is there game, a distinction? Game reserve is an, a title for something which, like... Is raising the animal... Like, raising them from... It's fine, because it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So let's matter. say a game reserve is a large area of land, especially in Africa, where wild animals can live safely. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yay, they can live safely, unless a poacher sneaks on in and then gets mauled by <laughs> lions. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. Local outlet Sowetan Live quotes a local reserve employee who described the area as lion territory. So you probably wouldn't have wanted to go in that reserve to, <laughs> to go poaching anyway. Um, the region has histo- historically seen higher levels of rhino poaching, which is a more lucrative animal to kill illegally. In 2017, rhino poaching in the region declined slightly. The Kruger area saw a drastic increase from the 13 ry- rhinos killed in 2007 to more than 1,000 killed in 2014. In 2014, 1,000 rhinos were killed. That's insane. That's crazy. In parts of Asia, the horn is in high demand where it is used as an, I love this, National Geographic's put in quotations, ineffective form of alternative medicine or carved into works of art. Because that's the thing. A lot of these fuckers are, are grinding up the horns of rhinos, snorting that shit or taking it in a pill and expecting, like, better boners. Wait, what? Yeah, no, real, real talk. It's people. It's like it's really. There's a Chinese market for ground up rhino horn that is considered to like aid your libido, give you more testosterone. I had no idea about that. That's partially, like, and that's why it makes me so sickened. Is because it's not even. It's not even to like keep it as art. Obviously, some of it is to, mm. to carve it into art and do like ivory art, but most of it. A lot of it is just for these natural homeopathic remedies to not be able to get a bone dog. Wow. Or just something akin to that. I'm going to, like, degrade them by saying it's just to get a boner. <laughs> but Nice. But, yeah, it's, like, it's disgusting. Um, but, yay, if you, if you look at the economics of poaching, these guys are taking a risk. It's got to be worth their while, this one guy said, Michael Tassaf Rolfs. Um, the probability of being caught in penalty is about the same, but the price for lion body parts is way lower than rhino horn. Poachers in the region are also known to hunt for bushmeat or elephant ivory. When lions are poached, Sassrolf says, it's sometimes a revenge killing or a matter of opt- opportunistic circumstances. But they do take the teeth and the claws usually. Right. Because it's something that you can keep and sell later. Obviously, you can't really like keep body parts. Yeah. You can take like lion meat and stuff home, I guess, but it's not going to last for very long well it's just just like the the like logistics of like like that's the sad thing it's like they're such big and incredible animals like they're Mm -hmm. powerful powerful substantial 
animals that should be like, respected yeah and it's like yeah if you were to kill one of those like how would you, you what would you do you just have to leave it there you couldn't move a, a you giant can't take lion it anywhere. It would, it's it like would, 400 pounds yeah it's, it would be crazy yeah where are yeah. you supposed to take that thing I mean it's just ridiculous they, they said on the same reserve like a couple months prior they found two uh, lion carcasses with their claws head tail and legs missing they had just like left the rest of it there can you imagine it's terrible. It's sickening. Like, oh, yes. If I could, I would line up every poacher and just give them a big old smack in the face. <laughs> um, so the good news is that lions are fighting back. If you would like to join the Lion Alliance and just keep supporting lions eating poachers, which I thoroughly do. I yes. think that's the most beautiful bit of ironic poetry that I've ever heard. Um, then, yeah, just just keep looking out for those articles. Uh, <laughs> you know what we haven't done? What? Some lovely viewers have sent in the stories this week. Oh yeah! So we did. need to go around and do a shout out now. To oh yeah! The Who gets the gold stars that this week? Did send some of the stuff in because we haven't forgot about you. No, we didn't. Don't you worry. We listen. The toaster is still up for grabs, guys. What did we call it? So um, what, did we, what did we call our toaster extravaganza? I've already forgotten. Toaster extravaganza, Emma. No, something. Was, no. It was the Toaster Trials 2K18 Gauntlet Fun Run for the Cure. <laughs> There you go. I added on something. So, um, there. Leah, which is Leah Land or Leah Land, um, she sent in the article about the man that wouldn't stop farting on the plane. Oh, thank you, Leah. So, thank you for sending that in. You get a gold star. Arden, update your notes app oh. on your phone. Oh. Give her a star. <laughs> Leah's got a toaster. Or maybe she doesn't. Maybe she does. <laughs> I'm literally doing this right um, now. Her name's Leah. Uh, yeah, and her at is Leah. Mm hmm. L-E-A-A-H. Land. Land. And she's got a gold star. She's got a gold Honey, star. Honey, you just got a gold star. Um, Can't wait for your toaster. We had... I think that's it. Leah got it so this Leah, week. So, Leah, you got the gold star this week. Leah, thank you for your participation. pretty well. Guys, if you've got anything you want to send in, we have a Twitter. Bigging it up. It's <laughs> COMC Podcast on Twitter, at COMC Podcast. Yes. If you want to tweet in some stuff. Uh, please do. Yes. Send us stuff. We're always browsing our mentions, looking for the next thing to talk about. 100%. So do your thing. Follow us. And, um, yeah. And also, if you're trying to look for it and you're having trouble, if you go on either one of our Twitters, at Arden Rose or at Will Derbyshire, we have recently retweeted uh, the COMC podcast. Yeah, so you it, can find it right there. Yes, so you can find it usually anywhere. And there's actually a tweet pinned to the COMC podcast Twitter. If you want to reply to that tweet or just at COMC podcast, it just makes us uh, makes it easier for us to find all your beautiful suggestions in, in Chiswiz. Um, but yeah, that about does it for us today. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Yeah. And we will see you all next week. 100%. Have a good one. Enjoy your life. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kukuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>